This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 2nd, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. An underappreciated element of the various attempts to end the Affordable Care Act may be how much the law affects quality of care. New polling data from YouGov and the Cato Institute shows that quality of care can drive support and opposition to the law. Michael Cannon and Emily Eakins offer their thoughts. So ever since Obamacare has taken effect, patient groups have been complaining about the quality of coverage. They say that Obamacare was supposed to eliminate discrimination against the sick, but they're seeing it in Obamacare. They're seeing it in that the coverage is getting worse for sick people. Deductibles are getting higher. Cost sharing is getting higher. Uh, It's harder to find out what providers are in your network, and when you do find out, it's very few providers because the networks are getting narrower. And health plans are making their benefits very opaque, uh, which really, really frustrates sick patients more than the healthy patients who just care about premiums. Well, it turns out that uh, economists have started studying this. They have looked at drug formularies in the Obamacare exchange plans. And what they found is those provisions that are supposed to end discrimination against the sick actually literally penalize insurance companies for offering high quality coverage to the sick. They reward insurance companies for slashing coverage for the sick, and they've made it so that people with high-cost conditions cannot obtain adequate insurance, and even people who, who are healthy can't obtain adequate insurance for conditions like rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, and other expensive conditions. And the way this happens is Obamacare tells plans that they can only charge sick people the same, as much as they charge healthy people. So that means that if someone with multiple sclerosis costs $61,000 in claims, uh, an Obamacare plan can't charge them that. They have to charge them much less. Uh, that means they take a loss on every MS patient. And Obamacare's authors knew this. So what they did was they built in all sorts of subsidies where they try to throw taxpayer subsidies at the plans who get the MS patients to, to mitigate the perverse, the perverse incentive that exists to slash their coverage, to avoid those losses. But the researchers find that even with all those subsidies, Obamacare plans are still taking a $14,000 hit for every MS patient they enroll. So think about how this works. If you offer the best coverage for multiple multiple sclerosis, you attract all the MS patients, and you get hit with the most penalties, and uh, Obamacare literally punishes you for offering high-quality coverage to the sick. So what insurance companies are doing is they, uh, the, the companies that offer the best coverage, they are either exiting the exchanges or they're slashing their coverage so that they don't get hit with those penalties. And w- what ends up happening is the next year, whoever offers the best MS coverage attracts those patients, and then they have to drop out or slash their benefits, and you get this race to the bottom where it is impossible for MS patients to obtain adequate coverage. And the logical conclusion of this is actually... Uh, uh, is unfolding in Tennessee where Humana's decision to leave the Obamacare exchanges will apparently leave about 43,000 Tennesseans with no coverage in 2018. This is a story that isn't told uh, very often about uh, Obamacare and the exchanges. And In fact, I think people who would like to see an end to the Affordable Care Act frankly don't know how to talk about uh, the horror stories that exist within the program. 
That's absolutely right. What we've noticed is that a lot of people on Capitol Hill and various advocates, pundits that you see on TV and talking on the radio, they often talk about the financial costs associated with the Affordable Care Act and its various regulations, even the popular ones. They'll talk about how taxes are rising, how premiums are increasing. However, um, we've actually seen a different pattern in the survey data in which harms to quality seem to really be a pressure point for people. So to investigate this further, um, the Cato Institute partnered with YouGov to conduct a survey of 1,000 Americans and asked them about the most popular provisions in the health care law. The first one asking about, um, you know, do people support um, prohibiting health insurance companies from charging some people higher rates? Um, based on pre-existing medical conditions or medical history. Um, consistent with other polls, we find that a strong majority support this provision, 63% support. However, what we did differently than other polls is we followed up with some additional questions that said, you know, suppose the effect of this were, um, you know, and, and we asked separately about raising taxes or if this were to raise premiums and, or, or, or impact quality. And what we find is that people turn against this very popular provision in the Affordable Care Act um, and turn against it if it were to, you know, you know, raise premiums or, or raise taxes. But the most significant swing we find is if it were to harm quality of health care, then 60 percent of Americans would oppose and only 31% would favor. So what we also did in the survey is drill down a little bit to, to get a better idea of you know, what, what types of impacts to quality would really matter to people. And the one that really stood out was if it limited people's access to medical tests and treatments. We find that Democrats are willing to pay more in taxes. They're willing to pay more um, in premiums. But what makes them flip is if it were to harm the quality of care and limit access to medical treatments and tests. Um, and this is something that's very important because people don't seem to recognize that this quality of health care is the pressure point when it comes to talking about health care reform. So if I'm a member of Congress and I would like to get rid of the Affordable Care Act, what should I be focusing on for to get the public on my side? People care about premiums. They care about their taxes. But when it comes to health care, the pressure point for most Americans is the quality of their health care, their ability to get access to medical tests and treatments, how quickly it takes them to, to be able to get in to see a specialist for um, you know, a medically necessary procedure. These are the things that really matter to people. And this is what we should be talking about. So certainly, yes, let's talk about premiums. Let's talk about tax rates. But really, we need to be talking about the quality of health care and the impact that the regulations in the Affordable Care Act have on the quality of care. What has previous polling said about uh, the Affordable Care Act and what people care about within the Affordable Care Act? So even before we got to the place where we we're discussing the Affordable Care Act, we have um, about 20 years worth of data in which we see a similar pattern. Back in 1994, Gallup asked some similar questions, but they were asking about universal health insurance coverage. And then they asked similar follow-up questions about, you know, what if this were to raise your premiums? What if this raised taxes? What if this limited the availability of health services and treatments? That was the pressure point in 1994. Americans flipped. About 70% were in favor of universal coverage, and then 70% were opposed if it were to harm the quality of care. Um, we found this again in 2012 when the Reason Root Poll 
um, asked about prohibiting insurers from charging higher rates to people that had pre-existing conditions, found the same pattern again, that people care more about quality than they do about premiums and taxes. And so what we've done here is we've essentially replicated the pattern, um, and we replicated it twice. Um, not only did we ask about um, prohibiting insurers from charging higher rates, we also asked on the survey about requiring health insurers to cover anyone who applies for health insurance, including those with pre-existing conditions. So people that are familiar with the, the wonkish language, this is guaranteed issue. And sure enough, we find 77% of Americans support this provision in the law. But support flips if that regulation or that provision, as we described it in the polling question, were to cause the quality of your health care to get worse, then 75% of Americans would oppose. What was really fascinating is that Democrats, who are very supportive of the, the Affordable Care Act, say they would be willing to pay higher taxes. Majorities would be willing to pay more in premiums. But the thing they would not be willing to do is accept sacrifices to the quality of their health care. This is what we need to be talking about. There is a distinction to be drawn, and I don't know whether polling in the past uh, has has done so or if this poll does that, which is uh, to draw that distinction between the idea of coverage and care, which are two distinctly different things. You can have all the coverage in the world, but if you don't have access to a physician who will accept that uh, coverage, you effectively don't have care. Exactly. And, and I think something we sometimes fail to remember is that not all doctors are equally good. Not all surgeons are equally good surgeons. Um, and as a result, people care a lot about who their doctors are. If they're able to get in to see a specialist, if they're, if, if they're able to get access to particular diagnostic tests and treatments, and if in our efforts to achieve important and noble goals of expanding access to health insurance to all Americans, we sacrifice the quality of care they receive this is where we see Americans flip in support and turn against these types um, of laws. One of the questions from the poll uh, is a, a very broad question that speaks to every, pretty much everybody's priors about how they feel about the role of government in healthcare, and that is this. Which is the better way to sustainably provide high quality and affordable health insurance to people? We find that 55%, a majority of Americans say the better way to sustainably provide affordable, high-quality care is through more free market competition among insurance companies, doctors, and hospitals. The other 39% thought that more government management of health insurance companies, doctors, and um, hospitals would better provide this coverage, and about 6% said they didn't know. Um, and I think that this is really an important question. This is the question we should be having right now. Um, you know, back in 2007, before we had, before Congress had even begun debating the Affordable Care Act, we needed to reform the health care system. The question is, what direction should we go in reforming the system? Is the way to go, um, does that require more government control of the system, more government management and regulation of the way um, we deliver health care to Americans? Or does it involve more injecting more free market competition, more free market mechanisms to better deliver care and coverage? And what we find is that most Americans actually believe that we should have gone the other way. We should have gone towards injecting more free market competition into the system. This is the direction that the new administration should consider going. 
Michael Cannon is Director of Health Policy Studies, and Emily Eakins is Director of Polling at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate this podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.